Hello and a big warm welcome to you and welcome Helena. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Oh, well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's so lovely to be here. <laughs> well, as you know, uh, well, as you know, we love chatting to each other, don't we? So I thought it would be so wonderful to talk to you about your journey with aware parenting and, and what you love about it and all that kind of stuff. So to introduce you, you are an aware parenting instructor and also a hand-in-hand instructor and yes. doula. Doula. And a mother of two. That is the biggest thing. <laughs> yes. Mum to a three-year-old and a nine-year-old. Yes. So I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't time fly when you're having fun? <laughs> it does, because I first spoke to you when Emily was about ten months old. Wow. She's now nine. Thing. So, yeah. Seven, eight years. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so happy that we've known each other that long. <laughs> so am I. So am I. You've just been so, such a big part of my parenting and Oh. Work life and just life. Friend. Thank you, lovely. Yes, and, and ditto. I, there's so many things that I just would not be doing now if it weren't for you. So thank you. So appreciate Pleasure. you. Um, <laughs> that's what we love, don't we? Do often empathy support calls for each other, and it's a lot of, you're so wonderful. Okay. It's so great to have a friend where we can just wonderful each other. Anyway, yeah. to get into parenting, I thought it might be really interesting for people who maybe don't know you or don't know you so much to share a little bit about your journey of like how you came into it and what, you know, what was your beginning thing with it? Yes. Well, you, Marion Rose, that was the big <laughs> thing. But I, when I first had Emily, I, um, I really followed the classic attachment parenting route and um, as soon as I got pregnant, I started reading books and I just found the whole brain development and how children develop just so fascinating. I just thought it was amazing. And I you love I, that, don't you? And you bring just, that into your work now. You love that whole, the brain. The whole brain description and how it all works and it rash, those rational explanations for why our children behave in that way as well as then the emotional side of it as well. I love it, yes. how it works. Yay. But I thought once I've read all these books, I'm just going to nail this parenting. It surely can't be that hard. <laughs> and I'm just going to do it perfectly and it's all going to be easy peasy. So <laughs> it was a bit of a rude awakening when it just wasn't easy and it was exhausting. Yeah. And and Emily also used to hit me quite early on, even as a little E, she just used to hit. Yes. Interesting. And, um, and cry. And so I just spent my whole time just carrying her, jiggling her, patting her, yes. anything to stop the crying. Yeah. But interestingly, when she was like, two or three weeks old. I oh, I love you as sharing the story, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so my husband was at his, the, you know, the head wetting down the pub. Yes. And um, <laughs> I couldn't, I, I didn't know anybody else to call because I was one of the first of my friends to to have a baby. And yes. there was a helpline that that wasn't working. So I was just going, don't know what to do, my baby. Because she was crying. She was just crying, crying all the time. Crying. And I just yeah. couldn't stop her and I just didn't know what to do. Yes. And I was sitting in the chair where I was feeding her and I just had a little pile of, books and one of them was the calm birth booklet oh. all of your writing and praising of Aletha's you know the aware baby work and like yes. book and I just went oh, I'm just going to try letting her cry and I think she and I can't remember now I think in, it was in your arms and I really want to in, oh yes because often it's yes in your arms <laughs> goodness yes that's the big differentiator isn't it between yes. aware parenting and the crying and, and leaving them to cry on their own so I, yeah, I was holding yes. her you know this tiny little thing in my arms yes looking down at her and, and I just thought well I don't know what else to do I'm yes. just going to sit here while you cry and I'm just going to look at you and hold you and love you yes and she cried for quite a long time I think about 40 minutes yes and then the end of it she was just so calm 
and that gaze oh. and that stillness and just relaxedness. And I was going, this is amazing. Wow. And because it was just the two of us, I ran a bath and I put candles around the bath and we had a bath together. And I, was, oh. and I at the time was thinking, when you're a stroppy teenager, <laughs> this time because it is so beautiful and special. Yes. And it was amazing. Yes. Oh, so t- tell us more about the amazingness. Like you felt really connected with her. I felt and so this. connected. Yeah. She was, just, she was just so relaxed at the end of it. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. And I didn't have to do anything other than hold her and be with her and love her and look at her. I love that. Hold her, be with her, love her and look at her. <laughs> yeah. That was all I had to do. Yes. None of this constant sort of jigging and, you know, that which brings up such anxiety in us and yes. what do I do? Why are you crying? Oh God, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Rather than just going, I don't know why you're crying. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. I'm just going to sit here and be with you. Yes. And it was, and then she, yeah, she was just so calm and still and just felt so connected with her and lying with her in the bath afterwards. It was, oh. it was just magic. Wow. Anyway, that was at three weeks old and then I completely <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> I just, then, you know, just the hurly-burly and other people came to stay and yes. I just lost that connection with just allowing our children to release and express themselves in our arms. Yes. I got caught up with lots of other approaches, you know, like not letting them cry or just constant rocking and shushing Yes. until it got to the point where I really wasn't getting any sleep. And I just thinking, this is just ridiculous. And I had read your articles in the Byron child, which turned into kindred and that, Yes. Um, I thought this has to be another way. So a friend recommended you, yes. and then I had a consult with you, and then that was that. I was just going, this is amazing. Difficult and hard to get my head around, but amazing. Yeah, and Emily was like eight, nine. And she ten, was ten months. Ten months. Yeah. Ten months around then, I think. Because I remember she was sitting, we had these floor-to-ceiling um, mirror doors for the wardrobe, and she was knocking them, and I was going, I don't want you to knock them. I don't know. And it sounds so ridiculous now, but I didn't know how to stop her from constantly yeah. doing something that I'd asked her not to do. Yes. And I was thinking, do you tap her hand to say no so she learns it? Or do you move her away and go, I just, it sounds so ridiculous. I just didn't know how to stop her. Because um, now if you had a, a client coming to you saying that, you wouldn't, you know exactly why they're doing it and what exactly yeah. how you can respond compassionately, but in a way that's going to actually stop the behavior. But it's so helpful yeah. to look back to not, not knowing not knowing. not knowing and not knowing a loving compassionate way that was actually going to be effective exactly. rather than oh, no, yes. sweetie, don't do that la, yes. la, la. and then yes. she goes back and does it again yes. yes um so yeah so then i thought i just i need some extra help here so yeah, yeah the consults with you and then we did these camps didn't we, we did i so remember you on that on that first time but you know it's weird who <laughs> no. does this feelings feelings business do you mind if I say something about the weird? Because I remember in sessions. Yeah. So do you mind if I say, I really remember every time there was a lot, wasn't there? You needed to really kind of almost tussle with that part of you. It was like, this is really weird and beardy, weirdy used to call it. Mm. And you used to say to me, you're the only person I've ever <laughs> doing it. And there was a lot, wasn't there, around really and feeling uncomfortable that other people weren't doing it and really wanting to, wanting um, reassurance, I suppose, isn't it? That this is actually helpful, not harmful to be listening to feelings. Well, yes, because it contradicts everything that we've been told about babies, which is, you know, do everything we can to so that they don't need to cry, meet all their needs early so they don't need to cry. And if they are crying, then try and stop them from crying in all of these de- different ways. Yes. Or then 
just leave them to cry and then they'll learn to self-settle and self-soothe and they'll be fine. So this was just like a, what? You hold them in your arms and you listen to them cry? Who does this? And at the time, you were the only one that I knew who was doing it. So I was going... Okay. <laughs> do this? this is a bit weird. Is it it was weird. I found it so weird. Yeah, yeah. And now I just think, why would you not do this? <laughs> it's completely turned around. Um, yeah. Do you want to share any of the process, like what helped you? You know, like from go because I think it's really helpful as well for people who are newer to the approach, or for people who, who never heard it before, and they're going, "That's weird," or you know, to really, I love how you talk about the three different approaches. You know, really. And of course, nobody fits into an exact one, but you know, there's the, um, you know, all crying means an immediate need. So of course we need to do everything we can to stop the crying, which of course, if you believe that, then of course that's what we'd want to do. Or, well, they need to learn to self-soothe and, you know, stop them from crying or leave them on their own. So this is like the third way, isn't it? And it's, it's, it's that, that feelings are about needs and absolutely we need to do everything we can to meet the needs and there are feelings that aren't about needs that they need to express so I wonder what what helped you get more and more reassurance about that piece I think it was getting to the point that I can't possibly meet all of her needs all the time um because I thought I was doing everything right and so I couldn't it took me a while to get my head around well why is she still crying if We've had a stress-free pregnancy, a water birth, yes. I'm co-sleeping, I'm breastfeeding on demand, I'm carrying you everywhere. Yes. I thought I was doing everything right. Yes. yes. And yet she was still crying. So, you know, I'm meeting her need for closeness, for food, for love. Yes. And yet I feel more there that it was yeah. causing her to cry. And then you really helped me see that there's feelings then. It never because people didn't think people First of all, people didn't think babies could feel pain. I mean, it's ludicrous. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? And then now we're really, you know, educating and and really realising that babies are born with emotions and sensations and feelings. Yes. That they don't suddenly get them when they become, I don't know what age suddenly people think that they get them, but they have them from birth. They just can't articulate them in words, but they can express them and then release those feelings. Yes. Even though we had a, you know, a lovely supposedly water birth, birth is still full on, and you really helped me, you know, it's big for me, so it's big for a, yes. a pre-verbal baby. Yes. Um, so once I got that, it, a, it let me off the hook, going, I don't, I'm not expected. My job isn't to meet all of her needs so that she's never going to get upset about anything because a, I can't. It's a physical impossibility, and b. <laughs> It would just, <laughs> I just, you would, you'd exhaust yourself. <laughs> and that's what I found. I was getting exhausted trying to meet the needs of this baby yes. and then get, losing my needs in the process. Yeah. Because I needed sleep and I needed to be able to function. And you helped me show how to integrate meeting her needs with my needs. Yes. And that we could work together beautifully yeah. and I love the sense actually of course you were meeting all of her needs apart from perhaps the need to express feelings yes. so you were actually meeting them all it's just that if we don't realize that that's a need as well then then these feelings accumulate and accumulate don't they and they lead to the not being able to sleep and the hitting and the back the bashing the mirror and all those things um, which actually then make it harder and harder for us because we're if we're trying to stop those feelings that do need to be expressed the overwhelm of the big day or the the birth feelings or the you know just 
big, isn't it, being a baby in the world? Like, there's a lot of stuff to take in, isn't there? There is, and yet we look at babies, well, they're just sort of a blob who's lying there who will occasionally coo and smile, but essentially they're very passive creatures. But no, they're learning. I mean, yeah. the development within that one first one to two years Down, is extraordinary. Yeah. Oh, don't you so, just love babies? I know. <laughs> and all human beings, really, but just the... And really knowing that more and more, isn't it? I, and, and learning more and more, like, about all the pre- and perinatal psychology as well, that they're so sentient and they feel everything. And mm. taking, as you say, they're learning, taking it all in, experiencing and creating beliefs about the world based on how we respond to them. It's profound, isn't it? Yes. And I think also recognising that it alleviates our guilt because there will be times when we can't respond yes. to them fast enough or yes. they are being held by somebody who... They don't know yeah. or I have to you know go to the loo and put her down or you know something yes. that means that I can't be with her and so we can sometimes get ourselves tangled in knots going I'm trying to do everything and so it's helpful just go I can't I'm doing my absolute best yes. and I will help her yes you know, or him to to um heals a big word isn't it from the smallest instant but you know to overcome the feelings around yeah that they're uncomfortable about or that they exactly. they don't like something Such so that help. helps. so helpful isn't it to to know and I did a as you know conversation with Aletha Salter the founder of Aware Parenting last week and that was one thing she really talked about the importance of repair and and, and how relieving that is for parents know that we yes there are going to be times and as our children get older I don't know about you many many times where I don't certainly um, I think most of us do things that we regret or learn things later or we have our own pain come up but to know that we these are the tools that we can actually listen to their feelings about it and they can actually as you say heal or release or express how that was them it's such a relief isn't it to to um be more compassionate themselves and as you say I love what you say about meeting your needs as well because I think as again I love about the aware parenting model in the middle and you know it's about meeting our needs and their needs rather than some parenting paradigms it's all about the baby's needs and I think often people do get really um, burnt out and depleted because they're not listening to their needs and then there's the kind of other extreme of parenting where it's not really understanding that babies have needs. And so it's, it's wonderful, isn't it, to know? So good. Do whatever we can. It's still really hard, but we can do whatever we can to meet everyone's needs. Yes. And I think it's really helpful also for parents who come to this when their children or babies are a bit older and they go, oh, I often get asked, going, have I damaged my child yes. because I haven't done this? I'm going, A, we've all damaging our children at some point and at some level. And B, because we're about listening to feelings, we really can be with our kids while they do release feelings, you know, whether we know what those feelings are about or not. It's just so helpful being with them that they can yes. offload them and, and we can help them just yeah. by listening and being just with them. Listening. I love that. I'm mm. going to keep going back to what I love that you said, what you said, listening, loving them, being there, holding them when they're little, when they're older, not necessarily always, but it's so yeah. simple in a way, isn't it? Because sometimes it can get really complex. There's a simplicity about the listening and the just being there there. is once you've got your head into that your child I always like to say your child is crying because they're upset they're not upset because they're crying it's not the crying that's triggering them to be upset they're crying because they are upset in the first place yes and we can get so panicked when our children cry whereas if we can then it just takes that pressure off 
And once you can get your head around that, it is, it's just so simple. It's just going, oh, sweetie. Yeah. No, you, you didn't like that. <laughs> I remember that too, that when I really got that with, with mine, oh, they're not upset about being upset. That was how it was for me. They're, they're in the upset and they're expressing it. And they're in, yeah, there's not another layer, which we generally often have acquired to be, mm. to do stuff to it or to think stuff about it. But when they're younger in particular, they're, they're in that feeling. And as long as we, as you say, we're meeting on their needs and we're with them, they're, they're letting those feelings out. Yes. And I think, you know, we can get really going, why are you crying over that really tiny thing? Get over it. You know, come on, grow up. You know, with all those sort of judgments that we can have about it. Whereas if we can just go, you really wanted that ball, you know, or you <laughs> and, and then learning that there's often they're crying. They might be crying about something tangible, but it allows all those other feelings to yeah. come that are humbling up underneath yes. to come up and out. Yes. Just to not dismiss that they're upset about. Exactly. wanting their turn on something or yeah. wanting another book or you know something we can just really offer them the empathy which is what I've learned so much from you okay. about that particular thing and not to judge it or deem whether it's worthy yes. to cry about yes. exactly. to them yeah and I love that you know, as they get older and older it becomes of course more about, about that and I don't know about you though I still find that hard at times when I'm in big feelings because of course we do the same don't we we'll have a big reaction to something really little and it's not about the little thing it's about all this other stuff that we haven't had the opportunity to express and have heard so no my husband in particular cops it he'll come home and make a look or a, or a comment and I just go off and he's like what where did that come from and I'm like well if you hadn't done that tiny thing I would be yes. that whole accumulation of everyday stuff yeah. I'm like ah. <laughs> It's so similar. Like, I don't know about you, but even this morning, my son, he was having some big feelings about something that was quite little. And because I, this morning, got some big feelings that are brewing for me, it was much harder oh, yes. to do that. So it's still, I still find it hard, like 17, whatever, years later to, okay, it's not about that. Just, just listen, because that's what makes our parenting so hard at times, isn't it? Because if we've got big feelings brewing and we're not kind of getting those expressed, it's hard to listen to them. Yes, and but, that's what I've often said to you. It's not just aware parenting, it's aware life. It's we can't just be listening to our kids if we don't honour our own emotions either. You know, we can't just go, Yes, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yes. yes. Which um, <laughs> is a bit uh, annoying at times, isn't it? Did oh. you ever think that? I remember with Lana, I thought I'll just do this thing with with her to, almost to her mm. and she'll be like this, you know. And it's so not that, is it? So not. It's no, because it really does come from us. Because if we're in a great place, then we can listen. But if we're not, then it's just like, this is a mess. <laughs> so I wonder, do you want to share a bit more about the journey since then? So the, so the next... Oh, yes. So, since then, um, so lots of consultations with you, these camps that we did, where we were all listening to feelings, which was amazing, because then I got reassurance that other people were doing this too. <laughs> I'm, I, I really need reassurance. And so that was really helpful. Other people would just go, yeah, sorted. But I just needed that reassurance. I think it's really important as well. You know, people often say to me, well, I'm sorry I'm asking this, but I just think it's really important, isn't it? We don't want to be doing things to our children if we're not getting some kind of real clear reassurance that she's helpful. And so I love you can observe, you know, we can observe our children see, can't we? If we're not, yeah. if we're trying to distract them all the time and, or if they have a big cry and afterwards they're doing all the lovely thing you talked about with Emily, the eye contact and they're relaxed and they're asleep. Yes. 
and as they get older because i mean that's why suddenly then people get really panicked or you know didn't know don't know what to do when their beautiful baby turns into a you know opinionated defiant tantruming toddler and then they go well i don't know what to do now um and so when Emily turned into one of those, well, she'd already been one, because people said, wait until two, and I'm going, no, she's doing this before she's one. What is going on here? So it just, so, it's just helped so unbelievably as, as they progress. Now Emily's nine, and again, it's still helpful. But it changes each time, because then you go, oh, I've now got to address this. or it's, it, And that's why if you can get the fundamentals embedded, then it makes it easier rather than just going knowing what to do in this situation. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Um, Yeah, so then I did lots with you. And then I also came across Hand in Hand and they offered a big uh, training program, which I did before you started offering your training program. (laughs) (laughs) I am now a Hand in Hand instructor as well. Amazing. Very few of you in the world have got both. Very, very important, special. Yes. (laughs) Well, and what's interesting about those stars is they're two sort of like parallel ways and it's so helpful and I really... Yeah. Like elements of both, but essentially they're the similar philosophies. Yes, very, very similar, aren't they? Just some similar. I think it's mm. different flavors, but very, very yeah, excellent. Fantastic. So I love doing that, and then and then I was a, I trained as a doula as well before I sort of got into the parenting things, and yeah. I've just now evolved really, and now I'm offering. I have my own clients and Yay. love helping parents and run courses and and do that myself which um, is just so wonderful to really sort of be able to help other people when they just have those basic problem, you know, challenges that we all yeah. have with our kids and they just don't know. You just yes. just don't know. And then to be able to offer real tangible ways of being with our kids is just so helpful. Mm, so wonderful, uh, isn't it? And I'm really yeah. hearing you say they don't know that giving that, as you say, the kind of underlying the philosophy so it makes sense, but also really practical tools. And I love you said you know that are compassionate and effective so they're not just compassionate mm-hmm. they're also effective and they're not just effective they're also compassionate which is so wonderful yes. isn't it it's like they yeah. work without needing to be harsh or disconnected no because sometimes i came across books and going oh I'll just be really open and accepting and loving and i'm going well yeah that's lovely but what do i do when she's hurling things across the room i don't know what to do <laughs> so and and yeah, this has been just amazing. And what I also love about this approach is, as we said earlier, was that it's not just about saying, this is what you do with your child, blah, 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 blah. It's about really recognizing how much support we as parents yes. need. And without that support, so it's, it's really difficult. Yes. So I'd love to talk more about your work with clients. I wonder if you also, before that, whether you want to talk anything about George and maybe even how the difference you saw, particularly even with yourself, knowing it, so much by then and you were already oh you're already almost an instructor by the time I was born you know just the differences and what your experience between because I think that's so helpful too to see you know for everyone we do grow so much don't we as we parent and learn and that makes such a difference yes hugely because with George I think I started listening to him on day two or three after his birth and you know I was a bit like oh okay let's do this now and it was also helpful because I saw 
you helped a mum listen to a seven-month-old because I'd started with Emily a bit older. She was more toddlerish yes. rather than babyish, so that gave me some reassurance about how to listen to an actual baby. But so there's my two two day, three day old baby boy. Love me. Just you know, I'd fed him. He was in bed with me. We were you know were, we were not disturbed. It was just lovely. He had a lovely birth and yeah. everything was gorgeous. He <laughs> um, was, and then he you know, was squirmy and starting to cry. And I just didn't feel that he need, he, there was mo no more physical needs to meet. Yes. And so that's when I just sort of sat with him and just held him and loved him and, and he had a cry. Oh. And, um, and I think I was a bit more tentative. Like I didn't do massive cries oh. and long cries at that stage because he was still little and we're still yeah. establishing breastfeeding yeah, and cool. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I needed to build up the confidence again. Yeah tiny little beautiful boy um but it's just been made the world of difference and so when I then you know would do the school pickup with Emily and everybody loved holding George it was so nice having a baby again and people going he's so chilled and alert and calm and you know he was content to be held by other people yes. and I didn't tell everybody at the time but I you know those who were sort of a bit more open to this approach I said well he's had a cry and this is when he's slightly older but not yes. much older for yeah. an hour in my arms this morning, you know? And what I did was I had allowed time to have a cry, for him to have a cry in my arms. Yeah. So I sort of, you know, just factored in that time in my day yeah. to, to just be with him. And it just made the world a difference. He never hit me. I mean, he's done other stuff later on, but he just was a much, much more relaxed and alert baby not a relaxed spaced out you yes. know disconnected yeah. baby but he was he was really yeah it just made it so much easier and really interesting seeing the contrast because nobody would have described Emily as a chilled out baby she was so not and so you know it was just that contrast of how I was responding to him and his needs just had such a marked effect and such a difference given that and I love what you're saying because it's really again really observable isn't it and that's what I'm sure you say too I always say to parents it's not um, you know, please don't just do this because I'm saying or because you've read in Alita's books. It's really listening to ourselves as parents, isn't it? And then only doing it if we're really seeing these kinds of really observable differences, you know, the eye contact and the more relaxed in their bodies and the, and the sleeping more peacefully and being able to go to sleep more peacefully. All, you know, all the being able to concentrate, being more um, present, all those things that yeah. are really clearly observable. So I love that you... I really talk about this. Um, yeah, do you want to say... And there was one time, just on that, because yeah, yeah. I would often stop about an hour, because I think that was pretty much what I could manage. But there was one time I went, okay, I can, we can just go on for us. I mean, often he would stop naturally around that time. Yeah. Um, but there was one time he went on for longer, and it was a similar experience to what I had with Emily yes. that very, very first time. And he just... He was just this beautiful Buddha-like state of just lying there, just that presence and gazing up and just connection it was it really was beautiful yeah I've got tingles because I really remember that too and the, and almost like the quality that comes into the room isn't it because there's mm. so much relief there's just the peacefulness of presence isn't it without the feelings that being held in yeah, um, it, it was it was it was just amazing. God, I think that now now he's this lively three year old, and just to go back to that moment, it's just it's beautiful. It really, really was. And to really acknowledge, you know, with Emily, as you say, you're doing all the the you know the lovely pregnancy and the birth and the you're doing 
you know, everything to meet her needs, carrying all the time and co-sleeping and breastfeeding on demand. And yet still there's that agitation. So I think, as you say, just to see that, that difference, that, that extra piece of listening to feelings as well and how, yeah. how different you can observably see in their bodies and, and how they are in their presence. Yes. Really based on so. listening to his feelings. And also the advantage of more sleep. Like I wasn't as tired because he was sleeping better. I mean, you don't do it in order to get them to go to sleep. It's not, but that's a byproduct because you can see how relaxed they are and they're not carrying all that stress. They are. And they do sleep so much better. It's really great. So wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Yay. So celebrating you. And oh, wow. Yeah. What comes from you, Dr. Rose? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so anything else you want to say about that in the next, uh, like the, the, you know, since he was a baby, now he's three and anything else well, really helpful? Yeah, because well, as then he gets to explore the world more, he then, you know, comes up against those frustrations of not being able to do what he wants to do or reach what he wants or things fall over and break. Yeah. And then I can just you know, just go, like I said earlier, you just move in and offer the empathy going, you really wanted that. Yeah, I really wanted that. And, you know, and not being scared of his cries. And by having listened, particularly as a baby, yes. I'm just not afraid of his crying um, or feel the need to stop it. I can just be with him. And just it just makes life, again, so much easier for him and for us. Yes. Um, because he's upset and toddlers and young children, they don't, as you said, have that filter. They just cry. Whereas my nine-year-old doesn't cry so much anymore. It's so much easier if she did. But. <laughs> oh, isn't it funny? At the beginning, it's often like, doing anything to stop the crying. And then later on, it's like, please, please, please let it out more. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and also now being able to stop him from doing destructive behavior. And I love, love, love that term that you came up with was the loving limit. Because again, we couldn't have um you know a connotation about limits that it's harsh and we need to be firm and almost scary and you know very disciplinary about it whereas you can actually bring the limit and go sweetie i'm not going to let you do that and your voice can be light and loving, loving. and you can be warm yeah. and loving but yeah. still stop that behavior yes. so that loving limit and just yeah. not being afraid to try and always oh well george wants it he's going to be upset if he doesn't have it going no sweetie yeah. i'm not going to let you throw something across the room yeah. then he'll have a cry about it yeah. and it's not about wanting to throw something across the room it's about whatever is you know there's upset feelings that's been driving him to want to throw it across the room yeah. and then just be there listen to him and then he's off happy I can really hear the, that kind of relief in as you spoke that is so oh the relief of being able to be present and not that as you know, the bit you were talking about before, like it's almost a bit like being on tender hooks of, you know, what do I need to do to stop the upset feelings? Whereas yeah. it's like, you can be really relaxed and present in your body, can't you? When you can be like, oh, no, 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 sweetie, I'm not wanting you to do that. I'm like, yeah, so lovely. Relief. I relief. transformed my whole life. <laughs> and for me as well, like, I mean, I, was get, I got, you know, that it was helpful for me to cry earlier on. Yes. But I never, A, translate that to it's helpful for a baby to cry. But now I just, if I'm upset about something, I'll call you or another good friend or I'm part of a women's circle. Like, you know, I'll have a big cry there. And then I can handle 
yeah. I can handle it. You know, and I've cried about really big stuff. Yeah. And then the next day I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I'm yes. fine. Yes. Whereas something before just seems so overwhelming and so like, I don't, I don't know what to do. If we can then have a release and a big cry too, whilst being listened and loved by somebody else, then you can do anything in this world. Yay! <laughs> so wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so, ah, well, so what, what did draw you to become an instructor then? Clearly, oh. you'll find it helpful, but you know, what, did, what was the, the, the calling? You I just wanted more people know, to know about this approach. I think also when I was pregnant, I was going, I said to Evan, I'm reading all these books and I don't know what I'm going to do. Yes. But I, 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 it has to be this now because I was a marketing manager for an events company beforehand and I knew I didn't want to go back to that. And yes, I just knew it had to be something in this field. And so it started off being a doula and then, and then I didn't really know what, but then finding a way of parenting and then finding a training program that I could learn how to help other parents with this was just like, yeah. This is it. It just has to be this. It's yes. so brilliant. Yeah. Because then when you sort of see how, you know, other parents do struggle, I mean, we all struggle. You just go, I've got these amazing approach and tools that can help you. And would you like to know about them? <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. talked a bit about it before, but so, yeah, what do you, what do you particularly love? I'm, you know, I know you love it all, but in terms of helping parents and the particular things that you, you find so satisfying, fulfilling to really help them with in their parenting. Uh, tantrums are just because tantrums, we just go, Oh, Hey, you know, either we can go, God, our child's just being so annoying. Really? What is it doing? I'm just going to ignore it. <laughs> what is, what is it doing? As well? What is it doing? Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> or you can get like <gasps> really stressed and, you know, just to be able to offer parents a way of going, it's having your child having a tantrum is really normal. It's actually healthy if you can stay with your child and that they, all they need to do is have a big cry. There's a really good reason why they're upset. Yes. You may not know what it is, yes. day, but yes. there is a good reason. And just be with them. Yeah. The tantrum will then happen and yeah. finish. And that's why I always want to you know, reassure parents that it is going to finish. Because I know when I first started listening to Emily, I was going, oh, my God, this is just going to go on forever. This is never going to stop. <laughs> never. Yeah. And then it always did. And she was yes. always beautiful. I mean, just there was a real quality about her afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, so I love helping parents, particularly with, with tantrums. Um, Do you want to say about the quality again? Because, again, I think it's really oh, helpful to have these tangible, yeah. like, things that you... She just was, I sound so funny, but she was in her face. Like, she was in her body. She was yeah. just really present yeah. and wide, <laughs> wide eyes <laughs> and light and happy. Yes. And, but also calm as well it wasn't like a manicness she was just yeah. mommy i'm just gonna do this now and it's like okay sure <laughs> and i was generally the wreck going oh my god that was really fun on but she was just so light and just and kind and i've had some big cries with her about because she was six when george was born so you know that was quite old to have a new sibling and so there was a big adjustment for her yeah and just listening to her crying about, you know, if I'm bringing the limit about that she's not being very nice to her younger brother, and then she'll have an enormous cry. Yes. She's then just naturally lovely to her brother afterwards. Yeah. You know, there's no me telling, Emily, be nice to your brother. <laughs> I still say that sometimes. But when she's had that big cry, she's yeah. just, oh, let's do this. And just, 
to see that change and that quality is just so affirming and gorgeous. Yeah, so you love that when parents come back and have that same kind of aha. Uh-huh yeah. Afterwards. And and just to go, you know, and parents say, well, I used to be worried about tantrums or not knowing how to do it or I'd leave them. And now to know how to be with my son when he's having a tantrum or yeah. you know, not to be afraid with my daughter or even one mum particularly, you know, really struggled about her son crying at all. Yes. And so now I was going, oh, I really see the benefits of allowing my son to cry. And this boy's five, six years old and now for the first time. But actually, and I had another mum. It was really yeah. funny. He was, he was about five and he was old enough to read a lot of the stuff in my course. And he was reading it with his mum. And then one time he was running around going, I love Helen, Helen the Mooney. I love oh. <laughs> finally, his feelings are being listened to. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it was so funny. It was so amazing. It was oh, wonderful. So <laughs> Just wonderful. wanting to be heard. But the mum was, you know, worried about yeah. going there. And now. I bet that was really reassuring for her as well. The extra, because it's really, I love the piece you brought in about needing reassurance, and it's so important to get reassurance. Because, yeah, you know, we don't want to be doing stuff that's harmful, but that, that he was saying that about you. Of course, that's probably really reassuring. Ah, this listening to these feelings and these tantrums, probably really, he's probably really enjoying this. Probably, really good. probably what he's been wanting for a while. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah, that was really oh, brilliant. So, so, yeah, I love Harry. And then, you know, then it flows on to better sleep and, yes. you know, being more cooperative and you know enjoyable to be with and not and and also sort of tangible ways of you know if your child is anxious about something you can do that but it's the tantrum bit for me that and the crying bit that I just find so meaty and actually I haven't talked we haven't talked about play at all but play is such a critical part of this too which I just love that you can bring play to really annoying situations when your child is just being just really awful and it's it's that approach of connection rather than disciplining yeah you could just bring integrate play so i love that there's tantrums and the play i just the two yay yeah and knowing that you get you're getting to contribute to only being easier for parents understanding what on earth's going on having tangible practical things to do but really contributing to that each child's life as you say that i love helen the movie (laughs) but yes and so you know he will now be listened to much much more than he was before and that has such a profound effect on people yeah. and children and as they grow up. Yeah, and especially when we think about boys and how in previous generations it was so different for boys, wasn't it? And they really often weren't heard at all. So, Which is why often our partners, the dads, can find this so hard. Yes. Much, much harder yeah. than often we can. Yeah. So it's having an appreciation that they probably will find it harder because they've been treated differently around their feelings. Yeah, think about all those phrases if you've got a, a child listening you might want to make sure you've got headphones on so they don't hear this but you know the big boys don't cry and man up oh man up yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the shaming and the mm, don't be a sissy don't be a girl be brave I heard that quite a lot being said to little boys, be brave or you're such a brave boy, which basically is just like, just don't cry. (laughs) Whereas people, I run it, you know, actually if you could have that opportunity to have a cry, then you naturally braver because you're more able to to cope. Yeah. I wonder, do you feel comfortable to share about um, George and and some physical things? Do you remember the, the, the physical, when he, with the lip? 
oh that yes. be really helpful as well because you're bringing that physical healing from from both the emotional and physical elements of hurt you know physical hurts yes well george he fell off and he really split his lip it was really kind of it looked awful but he was pre-verbal at the time and yeah. so he just cried and what was awful was he had to be restrained because they had to stitch it it was just oh awful so i put this horrible photo and they took it of three of us restraining while they did it um and so it was a, shortly afterwards i was putting him into his car seat yeah. and he just was arching his back really resisting crying having you know just so physical about not going into their car seat and having his straps put on yes and luckily i was in a really good space of mind at the yes. time I went, this is more than obviously just the car seat he's yes. only just had this lip incident yes and um you know, he had to be restrained then so this is his way of really expressing himself yeah. and releasing the feelings around being restrained and the pain and yes. and you know we had to pin him down he had to be pinned i mean maybe we could have done differently but at the time you know we had to pin him down and um and i just felt that that cry in particular went on for a long time it possibly even an hour and we've had a few instances about the car seat yeah um which i do think are, you know are largely related to the lip yes and it just was again helpful knowing that it's not just about the car seat. Luckily, I wasn't in a rush. I wasn't doing school pickup at that time. Otherwise, I'd just be like, you've got to get in the car. We've got to go now. Whereas just, you know, and if in, and I've had to, have, I have had to do that at times because I've had to go. But so again, this approach is so lovely because even if you have to do that at one time, yes, an, you know, to factor in time at another time. Always going to be more opportunities, aren't there? Always. Our children will always give us more opportunities to listen to them if we, if we didn't quite get it the first or the 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if that ever happens to then go, okay, yeah. not loving the car seat at the moment, I'm not in a rush, let's spend an hour listening to crying, you know, or, you know, let's just see how that goes. And it just was really helpful because yes. he was then fine going into yes. car seat subsequently, yeah. but he just really yes. needed to cry. And also what was interesting about that incident, because when he did then start to get words, yes. he said, ow, lip, man, ow, lip. So, yeah. It, it was so clearly within him. Yes. He just couldn't express it, uh, articulated at the time. But you know, yes. it was a couple of months. It was five months later or something that he could then say it. So and then again, he might sometimes have a cry when he was younger and go, "My lip, ow, lip, ow," and he was still having a cry about it then. So amazing, and they just—I always reconnect with just absolute wisdom of well, all of us, but in particular because we're talking about them, children's children's innate knowing of how to heal from anything that's been painful, or overwhelming, or stressful, or traumatic. So incredible, and really, I love that piece you bring in because the 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 car, the restriction of the seatbelt was reminding him, helping mm -hmm. him connect back because it's similar. So that piece, yeah. if there's something similar happening in the here and now. That's that's when the feelings come up. And you wrote an article about that, which I remember reading when Emily was little about crying in the car seat and the restraints. Yes. And at the time I was going, that's all a bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so helpful for me with George. So, yeah, so. It's so wonderful, isn't it? Because you do probably get, get parents coming and saying, my baby's always crying in the car seat. And, and with the, again, this approach often it is you know, if they've had a particular kind of birth or maybe a baby will cry when they're first put in a sling and people think, oh, they don't like it or, yeah. and really knowing that there are ways we can help them listen to those feelings, heal from the birth or the restraint or if they had medical procedures so that then they don't need to cry in the car anymore, which of course is, 
just so wonderful. I'm sure you've heard many parents, you heard that thing, you know, get they cry in the car and you get them out and feed them and then put them back in and they cry again. I've heard parents stay yeah. home for months on end and not ever going out and just yes. know that we can listen to those feelings at home so that feelings come out there and, and then they don't need to cry in the car anymore. They get yes, it. because when George was a baby, he was fine in the car. And actually whenever he started to cry in the car, that was a real indication to me that there was more crying to be done at home. So, um, yeah, yeah, very Mm, so lovely you're amazing oh well thank you but it sounds from you oh, marianne you. i'm so grateful to have found this approach and to have found you and all that support that you've given in all the areas of life so yeah thank you so so mutual thank you to letha so yes amazing <laughs> Um, and today I ask you what do you love about aware parenting we've probably answered it anyway but if you if you were to kind of um, summarize it in the um, what do I love about aware parenting I think it's just we can fully express ourselves there's no part of ourselves that is wrong or um, that we have to not repress we can if we feel it and we express it with somebody who's love, you know, who's loving us. Then we, well, as I said, anything we can do anything. Like you know, if I can help Emily get up, you know, if she's upset about something, she cries about it with me. She, she's then freer to go on and yeah. and experience that and and um, cope with that situation. And same with me, from a very selfish point of view, I just, you know, I can feel like I can do so much more with my life now because I'm not being so held back by these fears that. Yes. and upset feelings and I was labeled it you know overly sensitive or too emotional child um so it's so great to just to be free of that and just go well I am I am emotional and times when I'm emotional and times when I'm completely on top of things yes and so not to hide yes. it, it integrates the whole person and you've always said that it oh I just always felt with you that I can go back to who I always was and I, hopefully with our children, we can really help them to stay really connected with their true essence. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> yeah. I've got tingles when I hear you say that. So beautiful, isn't it? I mean, mm. of anything as a parent, if we can help them remain connected to their true essence, that's kind of yeah. a touchstone, isn't it, for so many of us. Like, ah. <sighs> But anyway, you know, I feel totally inspired, re-inspired. I do. I'm, I'm inspired every day. <laughs> totally re Great. This is so wonderful. <laughs> you have to remember this <laughs> moment. <laughs> you can listen to your own interview when, when you're <laughs> inspired. When everything's being difficult, I'm going, I'm helping you stay true to your, <laughs> your core essence. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you speak that because I think it's so important. And, and I know we both, we both do that a lot, don't we? We talk about our own challenges. This does not mean that, you know, that we're doing this 100% of the time. It still can be hard and our own sweet spots can come up and we can get tired and overwhelmed and it still can be moments of hardness. Um, yeah. And, to, and I think it'd be really helpful to share that with other parents, don't you? So they... Yes. They don't judge themselves and they go, well, oh, this, you know, this takes a lot, doesn't it? It does take a lot and nobody can do it 100% of the time perfectly. It's just not life, is it? Not so, anyone I know so far. Maybe next generation, <laughs> second generation, I think. Yeah. I, hearing people who are second generation parents who were brought uh, up with it from birth, I think they're hearing, I think that's probably, they probably yeah. can do it 97% of the time. That would be amazing. 
but for those of us who weren't parented in that way it, it yeah. can bring up a lot of stuff and so i can often have that overlay of oh, my parents just wouldn't stand for this behavior that i can hear that in my head and then that leads me to be more harsh with her than i would otherwise yeah. want to be so there's a lot there's a lot going on for us it's not just doing you know do x and y have to no, all this other stuff exactly. and why is not necessarily guaranteed either you know it's just exactly. like yeah yeah, yeah. but it's also us being our true selves with our children as well as being authentic yeah. with them too and connected that's the essence of it all isn't it it's true connection with ourselves and with our children and with themselves yeah true yeah. connection yum <laughs> Uh, what else is I going to ask you? Um, yeah, so uh, is there anything else you want to ask? Because otherwise everyone's going to uh, tell us all the offerings and things that you have, the wonderful things you have. But is there anything else you wanted to say before we go? No, I don't think so. I think that's, I think that's it. Oh, I know. What would you want to say to someone who's maybe just coming, and maybe even this is the first thing they've heard, or they're just mm. still, uh, and they're dipping in and they're, they're, you know, what would you like to say to to people who are new I don't know why I'm able to speak clearly but what would you say what would you say to them uh, I think I'm just going this is amazing <laughs> um, and try it try it you know for one time if you're with a baby and you're used to jiggling and, and you know distracting and other things just one time just don't do that and then see how your baby is afterwards or you know one time that your child is is having a tantrum on the floor instead of sort of perhaps doing the things that might you know the traditional ways of being with our kids just to sort of be with them and, and see how that goes which I know is a real leap of faith but just know that there's there's those of us in the world who do do this and our children are thriving under it with it and and we're here to support because it's it's such and I do know some people who've read a book read one of Aletha's books implements it and it's all fine and I'm going I know we standing there Whereas I needed the reassurance and I'm so love offering reassurance to parents as well because, and also then, um, oh gosh, I'm going off again, but oh, just, no, I, I love it. Uh, honor yourself as well and, and really look after yourself too and get the support that you need so that then you can be supported. Mm -hmm. Then you can, can listen to your children because without getting that support or without being heard yourself, it's, it's now impossible to listen to your children and they're really big rage or big upsets. So you have some wonderful offerings. Oh, I'd love to hear. Where can people find you? Uh, on the website? Mm -hmm. Birthandparenting.com.au Social media. Birth and parenting. <laughs> yeah, basically at the moment it's birth and parenting. Yes. For now. Facebook. But I've got this online course, which is annoying yes. or amazing. Yes. Which I just wanted to use, you know, when our kids are annoying, what do we do? And, and I've got all those different scenarios where our kids are annoying and how to apply these principles yes. to each of those scenarios. Yes. And that, how long is that? That's eight to 10 weeks, eight weeks content, but 10 weeks of support. So I'm going to do a live round of that soon. So it's worth coming over to either birth and parenting and signing up or I've got yeah, we'll just leave it. Birthandparenting.com. Birthandparenting. Or annoyingtoamazing.com. Or where you can sign up for the wait list yes. to then be notified for when the next round starts. And that's a really lovely community of, of mums. Sometimes the dads come in too, but it's predominantly <laughs> the mums. Yes. Um, but I do know couples who've done it together, actually, which is really lovely to have both parents on board, which is wonderful. So 
yeah. yeah that's a really lovely community too so come and join us there yay and you have a facebook group and you have zoom calls so there's a lot of the, as you say i think you're one of your specialties which i think you have lots of but one of them really is that support and that you there to listen and you know people can ask questions or share their experiences and so. yes yes do lots of facebook lives in the community and zoom calls so offering tangible you know um support for when people have questions but also then having the space to then go well how are you feeling and what does it bring yes. up for you yes. when your child does this and, yes. and that can for some parents it can you know they can go straight to tears straight away or other parents they can just sort of go oh yeah i can get what's going on here yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what, I, what I want to say is I think you do as you know I think your videos are amazing and you have quite a lot of videos in the course and actual tangible um, videos of you doing these doing these things like loving yeah. limits and and so on so that it's really it's not just a you know there are really real theory. No. things that people can watch so they can yes. really go oh, it, oh okay and I think that's so helpful isn't it because to really see if you've never seen someone doing a loving limit rather than a harsh limit or a kind of you know oh, okay I'll just let them do whatever they want it's so helpful isn't it to see someone and hear the tone of voice and um oh okay it's like that so I think yeah I've it. got videos with my son when he's like one and two and I've got a role play with a mum who at the time had a six or seven year old boy so she plays the boy brilliantly so you can really see it and then we yes our aware parenting babies course. we do baby under one yes. Marion and I have done lots of gorgeous videos together yes. and you'll see listening to George too so when he was a little baby so yeah, yeah that's the way we put loads of stuff in that didn't we do you okay. remember I looked I just looked back at it recently and it's like gosh there's really so much we just lots and lots and lots of for every different single scenario like what happens if my baby's sucking their thumb or what mm. happens in the car seat and all the really tangible questions what about how do I know that they're not hungry how do I you know, all that all those things yeah and sleep and all those yeah there's so much in there so that's at the wearparentingbabies.com for Marion and I yes and I think you're going to be doing I know this do people may be listening to this at different times but you're doing a live round so yeah yeah so um, and consultations you offer private consultations yes either over Skype, FaceTime or phone. Yes. Lots. Lots. And, and also I have a weekly newsletter where I'll, I'll do a little tip each week on a video. Yes. So um, come and watch those. Love those. And so they're all, everyone can find about all of them, all on birth and parenting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's me for now. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. It's a lovely excuse to get to talk to you. As you know. So appreciate what you do. I think I love your, your flavor and what you bring to our parenting and what you give to parents. I think you're, you know, I think your video is amazing. You've got some, you, you, are they on YouTube, your videos? Yeah, well, yeah they're on YouTube. YouTube videos. Is that on birth and parenting as well? Or is that under your name? Uh, well, I'm just going to change my name soon. So it all gets a bit complicated. So I've just created a channel under real life parenting, which is what I'm going to go move to. But if you just look up birth and parenting or Helena Mooney, you'll yes. find Yeah, because you have some great, like, what was that one you did that was so amazing? Was that on special time? Your special time video is incredible. Yeah, I did it special time. I recommend yeah. everyone, if you want sort of the, like, the most simple tool, because we didn't even talk about special time. No, we didn't, time. did we? The most simple tool to help in any parenting scenario. Mm. Helena's Mooney, Helena's Mooney, Helena's video <laughs> on special time is, is like the definitive video, I think. So I oh, everyone go and watch that. <laughs> yes, I realise actually on the call, we've talked a lot about crying and tantrums, but there's so much else so to it. So much more, yeah. It's just yeah. one small 
element of it really isn't it yes well and I know that you have your website everywhere but I've just learned so much from all the resources on your website so just there's a ton, ton <laughs> this is about you I know, <laughs> I know. I'll just add that in the end but don't really go to Marion's come to me <laughs> go to Helena's don't go to mine <laughs> so much no it's awesome I'm so grateful for you, oh, thank you for showing me this approach and then supporting me through it it's just been extraordinary so thank you yay well, I think you're wonderful. So lovely to talk to you. And um, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, thanks so much for asking me. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Oh.